Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Gambler Racing Podcast. I am Paul Gallagher, the self-proclaimed voice of value, and my regular partner in crime, Selecta Bet, is off on a jolly this weekend, so I'm joined by our new friend and host, uh, John Egan. John, welcome to the podcast. Hi, how you doing, Paul? Thanks for uh, having me on. No problem at all. I think um, it's safe to say your horse racing knowledge is a bit better than Selecta Bet's. I don't think he'll be offended if I say that, so I'm looking forward to having a good chat about Saturday's racing on ITV. Yep, no pressure mate, no pressure. So normally we start the podcast by just giving a quick review of how you got on last week. So do you want to talk us through how your tips went last yeah, it was not, racing? Yeah, it was not, not a bad weekend again, another profitable week. Um, Doncaster and Newbury had quite a few tips there, they were they were cancelled. So uh, non-runners as good as a winner as far as I'm concerned, so that was money back <laughs> for all of those tips. And then um, we had Cheltenham, which did go ahead for some good racing. So I think I had one, two, three, four, yeah, five tips I had, um, of which we had one winner, which was St. Calvados, tipped at nine to two, six to one, depending whether you were listening on the podcast or on the website. And also in that race, I had Vanatu, which I tipped, which came in second at 33 to one. Thank you very much. So that was a good not one. A bad, um, not a bad return there. I'm uh, quite happy with that. It's and funny, I, I, I was on... Um... I was on St Calvados and as he was coming up the hill, I thought Vanatu was going to nail him for a slight second, but he just managed to stay on um, and get the job done. So um, I was quite pleased with that one myself. Yeah, it was a belter. And I, I thought, uh, just like you then, I thought Vanatu was actually going to nail him. And I was kind of torn. I was like, oh, which one do I want to win? <laughs> In the yeah. end, I thought... I was quite happy the way it finished because I've got my main win bet up and I've got a, a, a nice bit of turn on the each way. I think he traded like odds on on the, on the exchanges one or two at that point as he was yeah. coming up the hill. I think if um, you look back at last week's racing on the Friday, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but there was the horse, the Ivan, what's, what's the name of that horse? The one, two-tone green. Oh yeah, Ivan, Isaac, Isaac Swade. Yeah. So last Friday, Holstone got nailed right on the line so I'd watched that race at the time and then I could remember that as as um, St Calvados was finishing so I was glad when he got the job done there certainly. Yeah it was a good performance um, the other one I had was uh, Sunset Showdown it was actually quite a wee bit unlucky he was coming with a decent charge in the last um, tipped at 11 to 1 again each way so a nice wee return on that so another profitable week we're, um, we're hopefully don't jinx it this week but that's been that's been four podcast now and the profit on all, all four of them so pretty happy with the way it's going right so hopefully more of the same this week then that's the plan yeah perfect so we'll get um kicked off we're going to look at the weatherby card first and then we'll move on to ascot and we'll finish off with the big race at down royal so we're going to start off with the 120 at weatherby which is the bet 365 handicap chase and it's a class three I'll be brutally honest, this is the one race that we're going to have a look at I don't have a strong opinion on. It's it's a race that I won't have a bet in, so it's fully up to you to provide the winner here. Yeah, well, I'm glad you said that because I uh, I was looking at this thing, this race thinking, my God, this doesn't this has got no place on ITV racing on a Saturday yeah. afternoon. Uh, poor stuff, really. Um, couldn't really pick anything out. The only one I might have. Had, Small nibble at just purely out of interest is Cougars Gold, maybe. 
It's had a run. Um, it looks one like one that's maybe got a wee bit of progress, although it's like an eight-year-old, so it's not a young horse. But I thought possibly um, if we can get an each-way price, there was some eight-to-one this morning. Uh, it actually seems to have dried up. I think thirteen-to-two mm. is the best I could find. So, um, as far as listeners are concerned, don't go mad. I might have maybe one point each way on that, but uh, that'll be it. Yeah, no problem. In terms of which, is this a race that you would see where the money goes on the day? Yeah, I think that's a good shout. I mean, there's there's five or six there that I've on my notes. I'm calling them regressive or fully exposed, you know. And uh, if by some chance maybe a horse like Cap Gary or Valhalla who've been decent in the past, you know, if you see a bit of money, you're thinking, oh, maybe they're showing something at home. They're going to bounce back. You could maybe follow that in uh, speculative each way. So shall we um, move on to the next race then, which is the 155 at Weatherby. So what's your thoughts on this one, Paul? Yeah, this is more like it. I think this is um, it's a mare's listed hurdle. Um, eight runners at the last time uh, that I checked. So I think there's an each way um, element to it if people want to go down that road. Um, the ones that jumped out to me at, as you know the potential winners were Lady Buttons, who's a course and distance winner. I think won this last year. It's goes a well solid, solid horse, isn't it, Lady Buttons? Exactly. You're going to get a run from it. Yeah, exactly. And there, I think there's maybe three or four in the race who you could kind of discount, thinking, oh, not brilliant form or whatever. Um, indefatigable, not a bad horse as well. And the other two were Vision de Pew, mm-hmm. um, which I thought looked unexposed, a bit younger. And the one I'm going to go for is Zambella, which okay. also a new recruit from France. Um Isaac Sweet and Simon Manier Silks that you, you referenced earlier on. Um, and I've sort of got it in the bracket of could be anything. And I don't think yeah. it'll take a whole lot to win the race. Um, and I think we're getting about 11 to 2 with Ladbrokes and Hills. So a speculative win bet for me on that, um, just purely from, from a value perspective. Lady Buttons is the, the obvious choice here. Um, as you said, it won the race last year. And I think it's just a solid performer. Um, Indefatigable is an interesting one. Reading up on what his trainer, uh, what a trainer Paul Weber had to say, um, he quite fancies it as a horse who can go and compete at the uh, Mayor's Hurdle next year at Cheltenham. Now, it did finish the best of the British horses in the, the Mayor's um, Novice Hurdle this year. Uh, so it's definitely got ability. Um, but the one I would decide for is uh, the JP horse, Vision de Pure. Um, the reason being, if you look at its win in France, that was on very, very soft ground. It's similar to your choice in terms of Zambella, that it probably could be anything. I don't think you can read too much into the, the race at Perth. Um, that seemed like a bit of a poor quality race, but I, I would be going for that one tomorrow at 5-2. to two. Um, but I do think this will be a, a good race to, to get stuck into. Yeah, I like your reasoning. I, I can't argue with any of that at all. Um, yeah, I think they're all... It's interesting you say about the trainer's comments and indefatigable because uh, yeah, he obviously quite quite fancies it to come on this season and, and do the business at Cheltenham or at least compete in that race. It's very interesting. Cool. So we'll move on to the 305, which is the Bet365 Grade 2 hurdle, um, ran over three miles, a couple of proper horses in this, um, one, you know what I mean, Harry, who 
I think everyone would have backed at some point. Um, What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's an interesting race. Um, um, you're quite right, you, you know what I mean, Harry, well known to most. Um, was a class act on his day, but has kind of flattered to deceive um, recently, apart from when he went to Punchestown in May and absolutely bolted up. Yeah. So you, you're, you're just not really sure what you're getting with him anymore. 11 years yeah, old, th- a bit exposed, you know, but... Um, so I, I went through. Punches think, town, uh, punches, yeah. sorry to interrupt, mate. The punches no, no, no. town race. I was absolutely staggered the way he won that. <laughs> yeah. Like um, yeah. given how he performed you, yeah. at Cheltenham. If you look at the form and look at the horses that were in that race, it was a it was a pretty uh, pretty decent race, you know. So very strange, and you don't know what you're going to get. And I'm I was thinking I'd quite like to take him on, and I'm going through the card here, wondering, you know. Who is there there that I can sort of oppose him with? I'm, I'm kind of struggling. Really don't like the world's end. I was surprised to see that as short in the betting. Um, two taps is coming back off, what, about two year off, so can't can't really have that. Lord Napier, mm, is it good enough at this level? The only one really was Bally Andy, um, who's had a run, looks pretty solid, but I think if, you know what I mean, Harry turns up, he, I think he would beat Bally Andy quite, quite comfortably. Yeah, for sure. So it, it's one of those where I, I've hummed and hawed, and what I should, in those circumstances, what I should probably say is no bet, you know, because I'm, I can't, I'm not feeling nothing's jumping out at me. Um, so I think that's realistically what I'll say in this one. I'm probably just going to watch and brief. Yeah, I would probably kind of feel the same, mate. Um, you've not mentioned Liberal. Um, yeah. My kind of feelings on that horse is that it's, it's just out for a spin tomorrow. Would you agree with that? That's that is interesting. That's what I thought as well. Um, I've got him down as a chaser, you know. Um, so running in a grade two hurdles, an interesting one. Maybe try and pick up some prize money or a bit of a shock. But yeah, I, I think he's he'll be aimed at, at bigger days um, to come. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we'll move on to the big race at Weatherby, which is the Bet Three Six Five Charlie Hall Chase, which is a grade two. Uh, this looks an absolute cracking race if you ask me. So. Fire away with what your thoughts are, Paul. Yeah, this is this is the one they uh, certainly weather be that I'm looking forward to the most. Um, some old favourites here that people will, will immediately recognise. Definitely Red is at the top of the weights. Mm. Um, Bally Optics in there as well. Um, Labago Ra, Labago Raw. Excuse my pronunciation, <laughs> but uh, that's you know a big talking horse last year as well and has performed to be fair, you know, pretty well, particularly. Um, uh, away from Cheltenham, <clears throat> so th- th- there's a lot of strength and depth. The one that I actually quite like, um, and, and in, a, in a sense, it's slightly unfortunate that there's only seven runners. Um, is Aso or Aso? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you say that one, but that that's yeah. the one that jumps out at me as a sort of class act. Second in the Ryanair, a huge price. Um, you know which I thought was an unfair price and it proved to be, mm. um, I, I give him um, a really good chance. Um, you know, has has come back from um, a break before and won well, so, you know, there's no problem with it being first time out. I'm just, just quite surprised to see the prices. There's eight to one available, bet fair, yeah. Paddy Power. I thought yeah, that was yeah. It's a pity there's not eight runners in this race, to be honest. Yeah, they are stonking each way, bet. Yeah. Circumstances. What I might do, actually, and it's one for listeners to take note of, I, I do this quite 
quite frequently. Um, on the day of the race, you won't get it up just now on the Friday night, but on the day of the race, Bet365 do the, the extra place terms, or the right, extra, okay. each way extra, I think they call it. Some people sort of um, belittle it a bit, but I think it's great when you've got seven runners. You can mm. step up to seven uh, to three places, rather, and you're getting, um, they're not too stingy with the extra with the odds reduction on it, so an eight to one shot like that, although it may be a bit shorter with them, it might only be it may be six to one or thirteen to two, and I'd rather have that with the option of the three places quite a lot of the time. Um, yeah, so that, that's the one. Yeah. I think I may yeah. give that spin tomorrow, but as as we stand just now, it's an eight to one win bet for me with a uh, bet and Paddy Power. Okay, so well, my kind of take on this race is that the only horse I would discount is Molly the Dolly and. That's only because I think the best form that horse has shown has been on better ground. All the others stand a good chance, in my opinion. But if we look through Elegant Escape, goes well quite fresh. It won seasonal reappearance last year. My concern about that horse would be a lot of Colin Tizard's horses have been emptying um, on their first run, so I'm not too sure I would go with that. Um, Labago Roy... That's the classiest horse in the race. Um, I wouldn't put anyone off backing it, but the one I would be going for would be definitely Red. Um, won the race last year, and if you look at the form of the trainer right now, Brian Ellison's got a 67% strike rate in the last 14 days, which is absolutely exceptional. Yeah, so, that's excellent. Yeah, I would be going with definitely Red at 9-2 if I'm back in that race. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. There used to be a perception about that horse that it, um, it, it wanted slow and uh, heavy, soft ground, you know, but mm. um, it came out last year, I think. In fact, it was it was this race last year, wasn't it? It came yeah. out and won and it was, it was good ground that day. So, you know, that kind of dispels that myth a wee bit. Yeah, yeah, a solid horse, a really likeable horse as well. The sort of horse coming down to the last, it, it'll, it'll give everything for you, you know, so it's quite a, it's quite a good horse to be with. Oh, for sure. I would I would caveat that, and I think this year's renewal is of a far better quality than last year. Um, I seem to remember Black Cotton made a really bad mistake and never really got its jumping going again in that race. But I do think definitely Red's a solid a solid um, bet for that race. Yeah, well, I wouldn't put you off that. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll see who wins that one. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so we'll move on to Ascot and look at the ITV races here. Um, quite looking forward to this. I'm actually going along to Ascot tomorrow. Um, oh, brilliant. Should yeah, be I wonder great, if you'd so... manage to get along. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Yeah, yeah so I'm dragging the, my good wife and the two kids along, so it should be a, a fun day out. Um, kind of fireworks on after the racing, so that's um, that should keep them happy. So hopefully get a couple of winners to make the day worthwhile from my point of view. But the first race we'll look at is the 135, the Ascot Underwriting Chase, um, which is a novice's limited handicap. And Earl of the Courts World leads the betting at 4-1. to one. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, this, is a, this is a cracking race, I think. There's plenty in with a chance. Um, I thought Jamie George, kind of unexposed, um, you know, now going, uh, stepping into chases, um, there was a few in that sort of ilk. And you're thinking, oh yeah, could mm. could step up. Um, Earl of Cotswolds, yeah, an obvious one near the top. Pingshu as well, a bit older, um, you know, for an obvious chase, yeah. quite interesting. Um, but, yeah. but a good bit of class as well. 
The one that I like, though, um, I thought it would be a bit shorter, although actually since I picked it out a couple of hours ago, it's coming a bit in the betting, is uh, Dr. Dex. Right, um, okay. So this is, um, this is Dr. Dex's first run um, over fences. So you're you're taking a bit of that on trust um, and hoping that... Um, you know, he'll be a decent, he'll be a decent jumper, and he'll take to them, he'll take to them well. But he was okay over hurdles. So there's nothing to suggest he won't be, and he looks the, looks the type that will do quite well going, uh, going chasing. I thought so. It was particularly his form, Cheltenham and Aintree at the festivals last year jumped out at me as I thought, all right, you know, decent, um, decent form there. Um, and I just thought he's, he's gone, gone relatively well, um, fresh in the past. I just thought an each way price, Doctor X for me. I think it's eight to one. Um, oh. Is what I've got marked down here with Bet three six five. Okay, cool. Um, in terms of my opinion on this race, I, first thing I'd say I was really disappointed when Nicky Henderson's Champagne Platinum got scratched for this race. I was really looking forward to seeing that horse. Um, I think it looked like a proper chaser, and I think that horse will go on and win a decent prize this year. Um, it's not an at the stage, it's not one which I do have a strong opinion on. A couple of the horses you mentioned, Ping Shu, I couldn't have. It's been beaten twice at odds on over the summer. Um, so I would scratch that one. Early the Quartz World, it's a favourite. That's the one which I would probably go with. The reason being, I watched the race a couple of weeks ago, uh, Market Raisin, and the horse did fall. But I reckon it would have won that race, which was won by Rouge Vif, which is mm. quite a smart horse. That was a decent uh, race. Malaya was in that as well. well beaten, yeah, that was a decent yeah, race. That was a good race, I And I reckon Earl of the Cotswold would have won that race had he stood up. Now, Nigel Twiston Davis is another one of these yards where a lot of these horses have came on quite well for having a run this year. So I'm hoping tomorrow... Um, will be the day that he gets the job done. Um, but I'll be brutally honest with you, mate, it's a tentative um, guess at the moment. It's not a particularly strong opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Well, you've got the added benefit of being able to go along the track and get a wee look at them in the parade ring and, and uh, form, a, form a view on some of them at that point as well, which yeah. would probably be quite helpful. So I'll, I'll pass on my, my reports once I figure that out, mate. Excellent. Cool. OK, we're moving on to the 210 which is just Burn Group Handicap Chase, which has run over two miles. And the last day from Evan Williams leads the market here. Um, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think this is quite a good race as well, actually. Yeah, um, I would totally agree with this. Yeah, looking a lot of strength and depth in it. Um, so you're then thinking, right, there's probably six or seven that can win it. Um, so I'm looking for a bit of value. Um, there's only two or three maybe that I would think are, are exposed. Caltex, Yorkist is getting a bit older now. Um, <clears throat> Champagne at Tara is probably exposed as well. But other than that, you know, I think you can make a case for quite a lot of them. The one that I like um, is Clondor Castle. Going back to last season, um, yeah, that, that, that's my choice as well, mate. I'm uh, sure okay, good. We're the in, rationale is going to be quite similar. We're working, we're working on the right on the right wavelength. Then, um, decent bit of class, progressive, um, fourth at the festival, um, and you know, I just thought a, a, a decent, a decent each way chance if we can if we can grab an each way price. I think there's about a seven to one floating about um, at the moment, so that's probably where I would go. I might be a bit cheeky and go for two in this race as well because mm-hmm. I thought. 
Um, Hatcher might be one okay. uh, at a big price. Um, 25 to 1 with Paddy Power. So, you know, in each way, short to nothing, really. Um, stepping up, definitely stepping up in grade. Um, and he might have a bit of opposition for the lead he likes to likes to lead from the front but if he can get a decent lead in front um, and get into a rhythm um, he, might, he might put a few of them hard at it in behind so I just thought as a speculative each way a, a small maybe half a point each way stake on on, uh, on Hatcher as well but Clondor Castle is the main pick Yeah yeah, I think I think we're still a bit um, pissed off that Clondor Castle never ran in the handicap the Close Brothers I think it was we were all sitting on it anti-post so, yeah, I think they were. It's, it's, yeah, you're giving me horrible flashbacks here. Yeah, and it did, to be fair to it, it ran quite, quite well in the Arco, so perhaps it wasn't a bad decision um, to run them. Yeah, that's it. And they've not, it's, they've not massacred the handicap mark by finishing fourth there. You know, um, he's not he's not gone up tons in the in the handicap or anything. I'm just checking. In fact, I think he stayed the same, got the same mark. So they haven't ruined the handicap. Um, Situation with them, got a nice wee run at it in the in the Arco, but you know, come back here, right? Get down to business. This is this is your level now. Go and win the race. Yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Okay, um, there's a couple I'd like your opinion on. So Speredek, a horse I picked out. I believe Ascot's his course, and he's very keen. I remember he set off really quickly against um, Indusco. Yeah, he, he's a he's a decent horse, Benedict. Um, tends yeah, to go. He's a bit unreliable, but I do think he could be a player in this race. Yeah, um, don't another one would be Kate Lynn. Um yeah. Dr. Richard Newland won this race last year. He's very good at placing these horses. I also think he could have a shout. Yeah, but the they final. Yeah, course and distance winner as well, uh, Kate Dillon, so that's got to be taken into account. And the final one I would want to put up uh Diego de Charmel, which is Paul Nichols' runner. Um, currently about 12 to 1. My rationale behind this is Paul Nichols has a very decent strike rate when his horses are coming off the back of a wind up. Um, it's around 30%, and Diego de Charmel did have a wind up, so that could be one to, to keep an eye on to see if there's any money for it in the morning as well. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And actually, I was I was at pains. Uh, I nearly picked him as my selection. Um, he was my sort of third choice, as it were. Um, I've, it's a horse I've backed several times. Not not always with success, unfortunately. So yeah. maybe that's why I'm like, right, okay. So a three times bitten, you know, uh, we'll leave it at that. But um, yeah, he can be a tricky horse to win with, but he's definitely got class. And like you say, if he's had the wind up first time out after it, it could be the time to catch him. Yeah, cool. Okay, we're moving on to the 245, which is the Sedexo Handicap Huddle. And at the top of the marks, one of Nicky Henderson's Abjali, which is 5-1. to one. And also Lisp, one of Alan King's, which is also 5-1. to one. This looks a very competitive race. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, another really good competitive one. Um, a jolly, solid um, juvenile hurdle season. Um, and now sort of uh, comes down a little bit into sort of handicap company. Definitely one to keep an eye out for. Um, but, you know, up the top of the market, it's not they've not missed them. Um, Lisp, similarly, um, mm, pretty solid. I think solid. he won that race last Tenza. year. Same race I think he may year. have done, actually. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right, you know. So, um, you know, the bookies haven't haven't missed him either. Um, 
and he's, he's obviously got that class. Um, from my research, it looks like he's okay first time out as well, and likewise at Charlie. So they they were certainly on the short list. I think the the horses at the top of the handicap are the ones to focus on in this. I think there's plenty of class, and there's a few down the bottom that are maybe just not quite as good. And I think they'll probably get found out. You know, despite obviously getting the weight, I just think the class will show it's, it's not going to be particularly heavy ground or anything like that, where you know weight's going to be a major a major issue. But the one I'm going for, uh, course and distance winner, you probably won't be surprised by this one. Um, one uh, of course and distance last November. And has won previously off a off a break, and that is Jolly's cracked it. Okay. I think that's the one. The, I, I'm going with the hope that Harry Fry's worked a bit of magic and um, can get him back to his best for this one. Okay, cool. Um, very competitive race, as I pointed out at the moment, mate. I've got to be honest with you. I don't have anything that I'm going to be backing at the moment, so um, I'll take your word for it. And Jolly's cracked it. Um, it looks a very competitive race to me, and I don't have a particularly strong opinion on it at the moment. There's two I would pick out. Uh, one of Paul Nichols, Red Force won, uh, won the other week quite convincingly. So Paul Nichols' horses tend to come on quite well for a run. So I reckon that could have a decent chance. And also, did they leave you out of for Nick Gifford? If you look back to its novices form, it beat the very smart Thomas Darby um, at Ascot in November last year. Um, after that race, it was beaten in three, three decent races, beaten at Kempton and Boxing Day by Mr Fisher, um, beaten in the Betfair Hurdle by 17 lengths by Al Dancer and ran in the Galway Hurdle as well. But I, I think beating Thomas Darby is a good piece of form and obviously goes well round Ascot, so I reckon there's a good chance of did they leave you out of running a good race tomorrow? Yeah, if he can bounce back to his best form, uh, yeah, you're spot on. Good, decent chance, yeah. Cool. Okay, so we're moving on, and the last race we're going to preview at Ascot is the big race of the day, which is the 320, which is the three miles Sodexo Gold Cup handicap chase, and it's a grade three. I think this is a very good renewal of this race. Um, so if you want to give me your thoughts on where you've seen this go. Yeah, cracking race. Uh, again, 18 runners, which is the maximum field size, I think, for this race. So it's, it's attracted a really good uh, a really good group of horses. Um, I, I struggled to find one at the top of the market that I thought was, was particularly good value, to be honest. Uh, I think Vindication, Mr Malarkey, mm. um, have got really strong chances, definitely. Um, and you know, it certainly wouldn't put anyone off back in both of them. They're sort of well, Vindications uh, was touted as you know one of the best sort of staying chasers um, yep. in the novice ranks last year. So you, you can't ignore that. Even um, some people might feel five to one um, is is good value. My tissue prices that I worked out, I priced it as basically anything more than five to one, and it would be a bet for me. So at five to one, you know, certainly wouldn't put anybody off. I think um, it should be there or thereabouts. Uh, Mr. Malarkey, course and distance winner, uh, an each way price as well. If you want, it'd be eight to one, so you know, no problem with that. I the one I, his, sorry, sorry yeah. to interrupt, Paul. Yeah. I wonder if Mr. Malarkey, that's main target, is said to be the Ladbrokes Trophy, formerly the Hennessy. Mm. So you wonder, is that horse going to be out to win tomorrow, or is it going to be about 
getting it prepared for the big big target. Yeah, that could very well be the case. Um, this is a sort of pipe opener for the start of the season, and then mm. to go on and try and win the uh, the the Ladbrokes. Yeah, I think that's a very fair point. Very fair point indeed. Yeah. Um, the one that, that I have ended up siding with, and uh, for uh, just as an each way interest, um, is actually one of the slightly older horses, and you know, arguably more exposed. Um, walking the mill, um, okay. which I thought um, is twenty five to one. Um, fourth in the Grand National, which is not to be sniffed at. So you know, you know that um, he's going to stay this trip. Um, but he's also got form um, over shorter distances and, and decent form over hurdles and what have you as well. Um, if you go back through his form, you, you find that he he's gone well fresh in the past, um, which would be helpful given that this is his first run of the season. I just think he's also a course and distance winner. You know, people might think of him. Um, more as an agey horse because he won I think it was the Beecher Chase uh, last year wasn't it yeah, I believe um, that's the target again yeah the um, yeah, it, it wouldn't be surprised to see him go back for that again because he did so well last year I just think with him being a course and distance winner here um, at a big price um, I thought he was a decent each way shout okay so that's walking the mill um, yeah this is a cracking race I must admit um Towards the top of the market, I don't think you would anyone would be surprised if Vindication comes out and does does the business yeah. um, tomorrow. Like it's a classy, classy horse. Um, if I remind myself a year ago, um, my good friend Andy, it was the horse he was most looking forward to seeing last season. Um, it's ran well. It's ran in good company. Um, there's no reason to suggest that can't go out and win. On the blind side is a horse which I can't believe is so short in the market. If you watch back to the time he ran over fences at Cheltenham on New Year's Day, he his jumping was shocking. So I'm really shocked that that's as short as six to one. It's really um, interesting you say that actually. Um, sorry, interrupt. I had I had worked at my my sort of rough tissue for the race, which I try and do before I before I look at the prices. And I had on the blind side in double figures, sort of twelve, fourteen to one. And then I was like six to one. What's going on here? So it's funny you yeah. say that. We're, we're thinking along the same lines then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The black cotton. I just think it's top weight. I'm not sure if he'll be able to carry that. Well, yeah, big he was effort. very unlucky in the Galway Plate. Yeah, yeah, I think I would agree with you there. Yeah, Dif- um, difficult ask. So the two which I've picked out, and one is a bit of a small gamble, but I'll go with the one that I fancy to win the race. It's, it's Larry for Gary Moore, and this horse won at Sandown on the last day of the jump season, and my understanding is that it has been targeted for this race now. Gary Moore has won two out of the last three um, renewals of this last year. He won it with Traffic Fluid, so he certainly knows what type of horse it takes to win this race. So I'd be going with Larry. Okay. And the other one, which you might think I'm mad for suggesting, is Double Shuffle at 25 to 1. Now, he's not won a race since December 2016, but always best form has always been on right-handed tracks. Undoubtedly, it's a classy horse, but it's just lost its way. But I'd be interested to see if um, Tom George could get that horse back on form. 
Yeah, it's one of those. Um, it does look a bit of a mad pick, but he's got that back class. So you know, you never know. He's dropped down, dropped down the weights, and uh, twenty to one, there's no harm in tra- sort of having a small each weight to try and find out. Um, I'm going to finish off um, with probably the best race of the day, which is the first Grade One of the jump season, formerly known as the GN. Wines Champagne Chase. It's now called the Ladbrokes Champagne Chase over at Down Royal. Really good that ITV are filming this. And how do you see this one going? Yeah, I agree with you. It's great that it's a wee bonus that we're getting on ITV. You don't often get the Irish racing, but they, they've went out of their way to organise this, which is, I think is actually pretty pretty good stuff, to be fair. And it will give us a good indication of where we are with the, the staying chasers, um, you know, as we look towards, well, what used to be called the Lexus uh, at Christmas time and the King George, you know, if there's any Irish ones that are going to come over. And also, uh, we've got Clandis Obo in here, of course, who won the King George last year. So, um, really classy field. Pleased to see um, there's no each way element to it. There's only five runners, but all five of them are, are classy. And you couldn't rule anyone out. Mm-hmm. Um, my thoughts are... I think it's probably between Delta Work, Clandis Obo, and Road to Respect, and that. Yeah. And yeah, I think you know, I think we probably agree that the market's got that much right. Um, Delta Work's a horse I really like. Back to um, at the festival last year as well. Clandis Obo, um, also you know, no no doubt the class at all. I I wonder whether um, first time out if that's the best time to catch him I think he, he might come on for the run um, yeah. and that this might be this might be one to get him out a pipe opener with the King George in mind again I think you know he'd obviously be targeting that to try and win it yeah. two years in a row so I, I think I'd avoid Clandis Oval um, so for for me then and I love Snow Falcon by the way I need to put a shout out for Snow Falcon but I think me, it's a grade two horse isn't it I agree. stepping up to this it's, it's yeah. just found out a little bit You've nailed it there. That's exactly it. Just just below this level, so you know there'll be other days to back him this season because um, he is a likable horse. So it's between Delta Art and Road to Respect for me, um, and I think that there's not much in it. In fact, um, Road to Respect slightly higher on official ratings, um, but I think you're you're thinking well, Delta Art's probably the one that can improve, um, having been a novice last season, and you know come on uh, for this season as a younger horse. But I think I'm probably. Just side road to respect seven to two, rather than Delta Work sort of seven to four two to one. So that's probably the way I'll play it. But it won't be a massive bet um, because uh, yeah, I think as I say, I think you know any any of them could win it, and and um, it's it's close between the top three. So I think uh, I agree with you, Paul. That it will be one of the top three in the market who win this one. Slightly surprised that you're writing off Clan Desabo. I think um, Down Royal is a track will. So this horse, um, it's quite quite tight and it's very short running. So I think you need a little bit of pace to be able to to finish strongly there, which I do think will suit it. Um, road to respect, can't write it off. Um, from my point of view, this is a watching brief. I won't have a bet in it, um, but I'd really like to see Delta work on the race. It's always um, you always want to see the novices step up and open company. I look like proper horses, so I'll be hoping that Delta Work wins, but I think Clandis Obo might have just a little bit too much class here um, at the moment. Fair enough, can't argue with any of that. Yeah, it's just, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't write Clandis Obo off. 
uh, as such, just wouldn't back it at the prices. So yeah, I can't can I disagree with any of that at all. Yeah, I don't I don't think you look at the markets three very kind of short prices. Um, I, I wouldn't be a race I would be going body deep in certainly. Okay, doke fair enough. Yeah, uh, I think that's us then, isn't it? Okay, uh, do we finish off with our maps of the week or? Yeah, why not? We don't normally yeah. do that, but aye, that, that's a nice wee feature to introduce. What do you fancy? Um, well, I'm going to go with uh, Larry and the Sedexo Gold Cup uh, 320 at Ascot. Okay, excellent. Well, if you're going for that, I think uh, I'll have to have another wee look at it and maybe maybe have a wee saver on it, which is uh, what I like to do. Um, my bet of the day for Saturday, good question, um, it would probably be, I actually think in terms of the prices, it's probably ASO um, at 8-1, so in the 340 at Weatherby, so I think that's probably the one I would, I would go for as my nap for the day. Perfect. Okay, well, um, thanks for having me on, Paul. It's been a pleasure. No, it's been great. Good chatting with you, and hopefully get you on uh, the next time Selector Bet decides to go off on a jolly. Super, mate. If I firm allowed back on that, is, mate. A few winners, and the, the punters will be clamouring for you to return. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. Okay, pleasure, mate, cheers. Thanks for your time. Cheers. Cheers, bye-bye.